All right, people. Good morning and welcome back to the podcast, Uncomfortable. And today is a special day. We got Miss Octavia uh, Lloyd Oliver. And if some of you have seen on Instagram, uh, Facebook, her post about Black History Month or Black History and period. So she's very detailed and I'm just honored to have her here today. So Miss Oliver, if you would take the mic and just, you know, give people start off your background. Well, I am a, um, I've, um, I guess, should I, um, the beginning, beginning, or should I, how I got into this mess? It's just how you got into this and your background of, you know, I've seen on your profile, like you're, you know, you've done math or, you know, you're an educator or something like that. I think our screens are freezing up. I am a second. Okay. Make sure I can hear you clearly. Um, um, I got into education very late. Um, I, I think I was 40 when I became a math teacher. Um, but uh, I never liked his in school. Okay. I don't know why memorizing dates. Like if you my videos, <laughs> my earlier ones, <laughs> updates, I try not to. Um, multiple takes, sometimes you forget. But I don't, never interested me. Um, particularly didn't like hearing about what happened in that 400 year window. Right. Presented as if we were the victim, um, which a Holocaust, I noticed back then that between the way Blacks during um, the time of slavery and the way um, Jews during the Holocaust, mm -hmm. there was a difference. Now, I went to school before Black History Month, before there was Martin Luther King holiday. So this is, we're the 70s and the 80s. Okay. Um, so that little, that little sort of a and a buzz that goes on in the back of your head thing isn't right but you don't know what the right thing is you just you know that no this isn't it right right um so experience um growing up and then the thing that really nailed it for me is there i think that was there buzz around um there being like a black history class um, or like being certainly not at the college I went to, but just the buzz in the country was about introducing um, black history as a course. And now I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. So um, <laughs> when everybody else was having bar mitzvahs, everybody in my class had a bar mitzvah, bar me. Right. Um, and so Okay, so there's there's talk about Black history, fine. Um, and the thing that really clinched it for me was when um, Maya Angelou 
had come to my college to do a, a month-long course during the month of Jan January. Now, I went to Chicoutimi to speak French, which is like eight hours north of Montreal. Like you could see the North Pole from where I was. So right. I missed that whole offering. And my school at that time was 1%, maybe 2% Black. And so at, com at uh, commencement, they presented her with an honorary degree. I was very active on campus and I was very visual. I, I, I was seen a lot. And so I was busy working and this very tall black woman with a deep voice stopped me from like running around and she introduced herself. I still didn't know who she could see. She could probably see it on my face. I didn't know who I was talking to. And, um, she said that she taught a class and she noticed I wasn't in it because there were so few of us that you know if there's a black person you didn't see right. <laughs> during that right. course. Right. Okay. And right. um, I, I was like, oh, that's nice. I don't spend time in the English department. Um, but she said, well, my books are in the bookstore. So if you get a chance, you know, maybe you want to read one of my books. Fine. Thank you very much. Commencement came and they started going down the list of all of her accomplishments. And it dawned on me, that's that's the same woman that stopped me. Mm. And I was stunned. So I went and I got, I know why the cage bird sings. Because I like to start at the beginning. I read her book and I could barely read it through all the tears that I shed. Oh. Like, how did I not know who this person was? was. Right. How did I not know that there was a black woman author, because the only books that we had in the private school I went to in high school was um, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Those are the two black people we learned about. That was it. Right. And exactly. Black Boy by Richard Wright, which I didn't want to read. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So it was a very limited scope. Um, but I read Maya Angelou, read all of her books. I was introduced to Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston. I'm like, who are all these people that I don't know about? The Color Purple had come out that year. I read that book. I'm reading now this entire world that I had been basically shut off from. Um, you know, my parents did the best they could. My right. mom graduated high school. My dad never did. He's illiterate and um, he has dyslexia. So, you know, my parents were just trying to do the best they could. They sacrificed a lot for me to go to good schools and such. Um, not realizing that... Basically, I was being indoctrinated. Right. And there was this gigantic hole in my education. Um, so I traveled the world. I did get to see the world outside of the United States. Okay. And I used to escape to France because I spoke, I speak French. And okay. I would go to France like um, Josephine Baker. And, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the other actor deep voice oh. anyway so <laughs> i went where they went um it'll come to me later in the interview right okay. and so that was my escape i could be something other than a black american female when i was in france and because i spoke fluently they couldn't tell where i was from um, oh, and i like okay. that anonymity that that sort of freedom to be who i was oh okay um and then I decided that I was going to teach. Well, my husband helped me with that decision. 
-hmm. and I was going to teach math. And, you know, they have all these, I'm in the state of Connecticut, and you hear a lot about all of these programs that they have to recruit minorities and yeah, give them enough. Right. And all. that is such malarkey. Of course, of course <laughs> it is. Right. Crazy. Uh, right. It's crazy because out of 105 people in this program, there were five minorities. Wow. They want you to take 10 weeks off where you can't work. It's a nine to five program. So you have to take 10 weeks off and it was a $5,000 program. Do you know what the minority, what the minority incentive was? They gave you $500. Uh, wow. So it has no incentive. Basically. So yeah, why can't I hear you? Man, I hate that. Hold oh. on. Let me, let me check my. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Say again. Can you hear me? Can you hear me at all? Oh, I apologize. That's I don't okay. know why I'm having such difficulty hearing you. I, I'm not sure. Um, I, can, I can hear you perfectly. I'm I'm gonna figure this out. Okay. <laughs> um can you hear me? all right, so now speak to me. Okay, can you hear me? Nothing. I still can't hear you. Wow. Um well, I'll finish my story while I'm trying to figure this out. I will okay. figure this out. I will okay. not be deterred. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, yeah, so my husband convinced me to join teaching. I did. And I actually decided at first I wanted to teach in um, suburbia because that's where I grew up. And in my kids' school where we live, there were no black, the janitor's not even black. Wow. Um, yeah. And I was just like, that's, how does that happen? Like, how is that a, a thing? Right. And um, he'd experienced some, uh, I don't want to, well, yeah, it was racism. Oh, he okay. Yay, there we go, I can hear you. Okay, okay. So he experienced that's probably another conversation. We could probably talk about that later. Okay. But the ignorance, the ignorance oh, with which, oh, oh my gosh, it was horrible. It was horrible. He's 12. And this is that they're feeding him. That Africa is. And that um, to this country and they've become acceptable and they're in, in huts and uh, Oh my gosh, I just, my passion for our history, for American history, I don't call it black history okay. because I don't want to segregate that too. Right. Um, that people need to accept that what I'm talking about is American history. History, right. Because it, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's well- you know, like like you said, when I went to school and when I told you that I did not know Frederick Douglass basically, when I basically was born and raised 10 minutes from where I grew up. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't yeah. even in my school. A man of his importance and the Underground Railroad was basically where I used to go fish at as a child. We never wow. knew. That. And wow. the only reason... And this is this is what's bad. My wife, we we every year we went to Maryland to visit my dad, 
and she wanted to look up some things that were going on now. And, and my wife is white and she looked it up. She said she wanted to know some more history. I did not know that the Underground Railroad was all through where I grew up. And wow. like I said, for Frederick Douglass to be born there. And we went by, I think we went by where he was actually born at. And I'm wow. like, why wasn't this taught to us in high school? Why? And to this day, you know, you have Governor DeSantis here in Florida. And I, I love your post when you, you know, basically, not basically, but you put him at the forefront about, you know, why are you denying American history? Why? Why shut the world off of something so important that can help this country heal for what we've done to this country as a race and what was done to us was so horrific. And to the point today, it still is. So, yes, it just looks a little different. Right. It just looks a little bit different. But, you know, we look at history as if it's something that happened back then in that time. And for some people, that's what it is. But honestly, I'm starting to feel like history never stopped for us. No. It, it, like it, 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 it morphed into something else. It's like a little chameleon, but we're that we're still living that. It's not history to us. It's current events. It's current events. Yes. And it's brought to the forefront by which it shouldn't, but political parties. And it's just like, you know, it's so toxic. But and, you know, we talked about this in, in some of our chats on, you know, to leading up to to this podcast. Why is it so hard for African-American Black people for us to get to get justice or uh, live comfortably? You know, if attacks go against the, the Jewish community and the Asian community, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, stop Asian hate. You know, we're passing laws for this and, and you know, anti-Semitic stuff, which it should be. But for us, when we're attacked by the police, we're attacked in political realms, we're attacked in schools, jobs, and everything like that. There's nothing done. What is what is that? I it just it guts me. It really does. Because it's like we are all seeing the same thing. I mean, the video is what the video is. We all see that, but we're looking at something different. Right. Which, doesn't this outrage you? A 12-year-old boy was put in handcuffs because he was taking out the garbage. Yes, taking out the trash. Handcuffed. Handcuffed. And, and we're supposed to be, um, sorry. Like, that's supposed to be okay? Like, you're traumatizing a 12-year-old boy. For the rest I just, of his I life. I don't understand. Right, for the rest of his life. Yes, for in forever. The and I have two. I have, I have five kids, five kids, but three from my previous marriage. I have two mm -hmm. sons and a daughter. And when I got married with my my current wife, now she has two daughters. And my fear is of them, and which people don't understand. Every day that they go out, and my oldest son is a tall black man, strong looking. You know that, and he's a giant. He's a yep. gentle giant. But yep. when they see him in public, you know everybody looks at him like you know that they need that, to be afraid, right? And mm. 
you know, he's a great father and all my kids, my daughter's a great mother and my youngest son, he has no kids, but you know, they're just good people. And my, my wife's two daughters are just two good people. Right. Uh, all of them are just good people, but you know, I get afraid, I get afraid that they're going to get pulled over and by a cop that may have seen what recently happened in Montgomery, Alabama, and he might try to take it out on them. But people don't understand that fear that we have for our children and for friends. And, and it's not an attack on America. We're just one, no. we're seen as unpatriotic if we're uh, addressing our issues. I, you know, I, my son told me something when George Floyd was murdered. He told me that he doesn't wear a red hoodie. And I didn't know why. My son was the same age as Trayvon Martin when he was murdered. Oh, wow. And around the same age, Trayvon right. Martin was wearing a red hoodie. Right. I had just bought my son a red hoodie. Not a big deal to me. But to him, that red hoodie was unsafe for him. And to this day, he's 20. He turned 28 two days ago. He will not wear a red hoodie. Wow. When um, Ahmaud Aubrey, oh my God, this is Oh, gonna... that was horrible. But here's the thing. I, I stopped watching those videos because for me, it's just too traumatic. My, hus my husband, my son has been the same age as a lot of those boys who were gunned down, shot, Murdered. all of that stuff. Right. Murdered. And so in February, I saw part of the video in February of Ahmad Aubrey, and I stopped it. I wouldn't watch it. On Easter, my family and I went on a family jog because mom doesn't run, but I had, <laughs> but they, you know, they took me out anyway. My son was wearing a white t-shirt and black shorts. And I remember being how, Im thinking how impressed I was. It was at Easter. And I remember thinking, wow, my son, look at me. Okay, Jeremy, you know, I was very right. proud of him, whatever. And then I somehow it got slipped into my newsfeed, the Ahmaud Aubrey thing. Ahmaud Aubrey was wearing a white t-shirt and um, black shorts. Right. And he's a month older than Jeremy was. When I saw that, I broke down. I just, that's my son. Right. People don't realize when stuff happens to one of us, it happens to all of us. All of us. Yes. Yes. That 12 year old boy, I don't know his name. I don't know where he lives, but that's my son. And, you know, when I, just all of just the emotions that it brings up in me and then the the total um, absence of it in the circles that I travel in. Because people can move on with their lives. My my son uh, met his wife in Nepal. She's a redhead from Kansas City. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they just got married in November. But her eyes were open now. Because when, I'm trying to think, were they? No, they weren't. I don't think they were dating when. Um, but there have been sub subsequent shootings. And now for the first time in her life having a relationship with a black male, she is totally in tune to all of these things. Right. Where she wasn't before. And like, why would she be? Honestly. Right. Honestly, correct. Um, 
But you know what? I'm not a fool. If I'm getting on a train car and there is a young white male with a backpack, I'm moving to another car. Yeah, I do the right. same thing. I do the I same thing. I worked in the hood in a high school and my dad was like, oh, I'm so concerned for you. I'm not, I said, dad, listen, listen. Yes, school shootings are a thing, but I'm in the hood. Somebody got beef with somebody. They're going to walk by a hundred people, shoot that person and walk back by those hundred people. Exactly. Not like these boys go in, shoot up the whole school. And the person is absent that day. Like that, that's, that's, I'm not worried about my safety in that setting. Right. Um, so it's just, oh, there's so much, <laughs> there's yes, that, there, so there much, so much, but so, you know, going back to your post on social media, yes, where, are, where are you getting all this information that has been missed for so long? Where can, um, where can people find this information? Because it's like a lost treasure when I see yeah. this. I think, I think some of the, it's, it's, it's like, um, it's not hidden in plain sight. I think some of these things I really had to dig for, but I thank God for the internet, to be honest. Yeah. Right. Because you know what? Whoever wants to ban books, knock yourself out. We're still going to have access to the information. Right. Because you brought, and, basically by banning it, you brought attention to it. The, the center brought attention to it. So yeah. now we're like, okay, so what do you want to ban this for? So hopefully, you know, it gets people get the wheels turning and they want to find out. Yes. And um, honestly, you know, I hate to, I hate to say this. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, people are lazy. Yeah. People are lazy, which is why that information is just sitting out there waiting to be discovered like, you know, America. It's already there. <laughs> and I just did my research. I do my research. And somebody, um, some trope, troll, um, in my very first video, which I'm glad it's not coming up on my feed. I just, I, I hate that video so much because it's not wrenching, right? Um, right? They're like, oh, she's lying. She's making all this stuff up. She's just, uh, um, she's, she's trying to be divisive. She's a race baiter. Like they came up with all this stuff and they said, well, she doesn't have any resources. And I was like, you have a point. There are no resources. Now I'm not so creative. I can make this stuff up. Right. But now in every single one of my posts, every single one, I cite every single resource. Ah, so if they scroll down and look in the, um, not comments, what's that part? The, the bio link or the link in the it's in it's in the description that's it okay okay it's in the description underneath whatever the header is right every single website if i got a picture if i got a phrase if i got an idea it is all cited right there so they the work is already done and i made it live so all they have to do is just click on it oh that's that's good because like you said for the most part and i've been guilty of that you know, in the past, um, being lazy of doing research, but thank God people like you and I've seen, I've seen a lot more people come out with more, a lot of black history, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So, and that brings me to this. How does it feel to have people like Joy Reid, D.L. Hughley, and all these people follow you now? 
I mean, that's that's big. I I I am a small fish in a big pond. Okay, right. I didn't even know. So right, I I I didn't know Joanne Reed was following me. I I went from less than four hundred followers when school ended. Okay. And now I have over sixty one thousand. Wow. And I'm a control freak, but I can't keep track of sixty one thousand people. Right, that's a lot of people. Right. I have no idea who's following me and who isn't. And so somebody, I think somebody sent it to me that Julianne Reed had reposted, not mine, but she wrote reposted it from DL Hughley. And I was like, oh, Wow. What? And right. then I have another friend who had Beyonce's father uh, stepfather has been reposting my stuff. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Just keep it pure. Right. <laughs> don't get, it's not, you don't have a hundred thousand followers. You ain't making no money. Right. Just focus. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. And that's honestly, I had no idea. I'd heard about people who like posted something, went to bed and the next day it went viral. I heard about stuff like that. Right. I'm not that person. Right. I'm, honest to goodness. I'm not that person. Um, but the gator bait has taken on a life of its own. And I'm just like, I can't even look at the comments in some of these. I can't keep track of it. It's been, it's, it's been reposted thousands of times Times, right? and people are going to say what they're going to say on those, on those posts. That's fine. But as I've, I've weeded out most of the trolls from my feed, um, and negative comments. So, because I'm a very sensitive person. Right, right. So I have you had, so have you had, have you had with with that going on? Uh oh, this says my time is running out, but I guess we can start. If you it. want me to come back in? I could do it again. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. But let me see if I can get this question in. Um, your safety with your post and anything that have you uh, had any threats against you or your family? Well, um, I don't know if you noticed the background is different now than it was in my posts. Yeah, I was in Jamaica for five weeks. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> so I was safe. <laughs> right, right. Um, I did at one point. I was. I thought, wow, people are really nasty. Like, yeah. should I be concerned? And honestly, I'm like, you know what? I have to trust God. I mean, that's kind of what it's down to. Where it is, yes. Um, I just, and I, I kind of feel like that guy on the dock. Like, if I need to throw up a bat signal, I will. And I know there will be people who will come to my defense. People okay. already have. Um, I Right now, I'm not concerned for my safety. I, I don't, I'm not going to let the trolls get me. If it's my time to go, I will go whatever that looks like. Right. Um, but if it's not, God will work it out. I mean, that's honestly how I go through life. That's how right. I fly. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. So look, we're going to end this segment and then we're going to join back in because there's a few more questions I want to ask you. And I don't want to take up all your Saturday, Saturday, but you know, this is, I just think this is great. So we'll, I'll send you another link and we'll keep it. Okay. okay. Excellent. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.
All right. Now, okay, people, we are back with Mr. Uh-oh. Wow, that was crazy. I knocked over my microphone. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Mike. All right. Let's, uh, you know what? I got to give my clap for that first segment. Oh, but I lost you. No, that's not your fault. That's mine. Hold on. Okay. Okay, go ahead. All right. I said I had to give the clap for that first segment. So hopefully that. <laughs> All right. So with, you know, and we were continuing with our conversation on Black history and, you know, the, the things that's going around on around in this country. And my thing is about, I, I said this before, no, Brandy, uh, I said this before, um, for us to endure what we had for hundreds of years and it, you know, it continues, it's just in a different manner. I look at it this way, us as a masses, black people as a masses have never betrayed a country that never loved us. You know, we have never marched on the Capitol or anything like that to overthrow the government or anything like not that. Not one time, not, not once. Not once, but with the events on January the 6th because of this one guy and people just have lost their mind with this guy. And I'm trying to figure out why do we continuously, if a small gathering of us somewhere is threatening, but for them, they can do it. They can go, they can do whatever they want to federal agents, shoot at them or whatever. And, you know, there's no big military um, uh, showing or anything like that. Like, but when we get together, there's a whole bunch of cops or whatever. And, you know, they track the movement. Why is that? Why, why do we get that type of disrespect? And we have, like I said, we have never once as a race tried to overthrow the government and we fought in every war. We've done everything that we can for the country, the love of this country, but that country that has never loved us. Why? If you can answer that. <laughs> You're trying to pull me into current events. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is just my opinion. Two things. I hope two, maybe three. The first thing is, I think they're afraid that we will do to them what they've done to us. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think they appreciate that that is not our way. No, it's not. That's not our way. That's not our that's, heart. That's a waste of time. It's not. And um, I think the other thing is, like I said, it's not history for us. It's current events. It's just, it's, it never stopped for us. It stopped for them. And honestly, you know, I was going to do a piece on the police and the history of policing in this country. Okay. Because what most people don't realize is that little badge, you you remember cowboys, not cowboys, um, cops and robbers, like when you were little, like cops and yeah. robbers, you have that five-pointed star, right, for the sheriff. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that um, people who used to hunt runaway slaves and catch them. Right. Where that the police are doing what the police do. Right. Like, that's that's where it came from. That's their job. That's their job. And, 
you know, I see it in the schools. I see it in the schools when, when certain children do certain acts, it's boys will be boys. Right. When other children do it, I feel threatened. I, we need to take it. He needs to go into in-school suspension or, you know what, suspend him for three days. The same exact act is interpreted differently because they treat us as if we're not human the same right 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 but right we've seen that when 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 kids get to fighting they'll separate the kids a black and a white kid may be fighting but the black kid gets arrested like in the mall he'll get handcuffed and the white kid who started it is sitting there and they don't even uh, approach him or anything like that but they may call his parents they may call his parents to come and get yeah, him come get him but the black kid is going to jail that's the threat Right, that's the threat, but, and and, and I've, I think I've said this on all of my podcasts, and I, I say this with all my heart, I'm not trying to, how can I say this? I'm, I love people, I just love people. I don't care what color you are, whatever, or who you are, who you love, I love people, but I love justice more and fair treatment of people, so, and you know they think we're being radical or anything like that when we speak out like this. And <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. Exactly. <laughs> but listen, it's institutionalized because I just got off the phone with my. I love my dad. Um, I just got off the phone with my dad, and that's he's like, "When did you get so radicalized? Like, what is?" I'm like, "Dad, please <laughs> stop talking like a republic." okay we, we've had our discussions let's just 